trust. You're ready to get out and get moving. And whether it's surfing, playing tennis, or hiking every path you can find, you're going to need some essential new gear. Essentials that are even more rewarding with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. You can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. The essentials have never felt more rewarding. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. A new twist for a classic comic book series. Batman's sidekick Robin is bisexual. Tim Drake's big reveal came in the latest installment of the DC comic Batman Urban Legends while he fights alongside a character named Bernard. The old friends later meet up for a date. Holy ball and chain. Fans praised the moment on social media with many saying they've seen it coming for quite some time since their romance had been hinted at on the DC Comics website. But Drake's not the first gay comic superhero. Marvel mutant North Star came out almost 30 years ago. Monica Ricks, CBS News. It was a bear market at a Ralph supermarket in L.A., and shoppers were shocked. I thought it was a dog, but I looked down, and he was about at waist high. And I looked at him, and I went, oh, my God, you're a bear, not a dog. Store workers eventually chased the 125-pound animal out the door. Fish and wildlife officers tranquilized it and released it into the wild. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the world is throwing everything it has at you, and to succeed, you need someone to guide you through. That's what Dell Technologies advisors do. They have the tech advice to help you navigate whatever challenges you're up against and get you safely to where you want to be. <sighs> Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL and do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. Are you a true crime super fan? Join award-winning 48 Hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty on the My Life of Crime podcast. Name the 2021 Digiday Best Podcast. Each episode pulls you straight into the investigations, including a New York City after-party gone horribly wrong, a cold-blooded teen killer looking for a retrial, and more. Season 3 coming this fall. Follow My Life of Crime on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice. 
We celebrate life. The start of the 2021 football season is almost here. Athens opens their season home against the Fire Electric on August 20th. Athens Bulldog Football on the radio is sponsored by Stompin' Cop, CNE Hardware and Outdoor, Matthews Insurance, Pitcock Glass, Brony's Alumni Grill, Integrated Services, Wendy's, and Donato's. Tune in to 970 AM, 97.1 FM, or online at 970WATH.com for all the Bulldog football action this year. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Dog House over on West Union Street in Athens. At Ohio Health, we'd like to remind you that the health issues you faced before the pandemic haven't just gone away. That cancer screening you needed, well, you still need it. Your bad knee's not going to replace itself. And when life as you know it stopped, your medical needs didn't. It's time to take back your health safely. And just like always, Ohio Health is here to help you do it. Visit OhioHealth.com to find out more. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man. But sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Single game tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. I-N-E-P-T. N-E-P-T. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Well, Coach Turf, here we are at midweek and Getting ready for another ball game. By the way, I want to apologize for being a little bit late today. I had some car trouble on the way over here. Well, that's what you get for driving around one of them jalopies. By the way, what it is you, that you're driving around these days. In case you forgot, Coach, I won the right to drive the 37 Packard all week. Oh, oh, I, I done forgot. Where you been so far? And I wonder if you have a, a patch kit and a bicycle pump around anywhere in that uh, vehicle. Well, I send our new driver right over to it. You know, we done uh, eliminated uh, Wrong Way Reitman. He went the wrong way too many times, and we got us a new driver this year. And, of course, now if you want to try out, you can come on along with us. But we got a boy that uh, is going to be doing the driving from now on, a fellow named uh, Crawford, Skid Crawford. And he's going to be taking over for Wrong Way Reitman. So don't get too used to driving around that 19 and 37 Packard because we need it back by 6 o'clock Friday so as we can go on our next road trip. Well, tell him it's on the curb over in front of the uh, Tamashat building, I believe. Well, don't leave it there. We don't want anybody to run off with it. Coach Turf, on our midweek program, lest we forget... And these are my favorite programs. I really like doing these programs because it lets the fans in on the steep tradition of inept tech football and, and uh, all the lore from football that we've done give to the ball game. Well, what have you got for us this week? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because we want to talk about expression that all them football announcers use, and you probably use it too, what you call on the numbers. Means a perfect pass, Coach. Well, that's right. That goes back to the late 1940s, and uh, a feller what played football for the Oysters, quarterback by the name of uh, Pockets Peterson. And uh, Pockets was a real fine quarterback. He, he uh, reason we call him Pockets, though, he didn't come up to your shirt pockets. He was a rather short little feller and had trouble seeing his receivers, especially when he went to throw that ball over the middle. And back then, we didn't have numbers on the fronts of the jerseys. We just had them on the backs of the jerseys. And, and that's why we painted numbers on the fronts of the jerseys so he could see his receivers and drill that ball right to the numbers. So that's where the expression on the numbers came from. Comes right from NAP Tech, history of the football, and the fans probably didn't know that. 
And we'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. You know, we have such a long line of advertisers wanting to uh, sponsor this program. Now, just you've got that list in front of you. Just mention one. Just mention one of them? Yeah. Oh, my. Um, let's see. How about uh, protective fencing to keep away nosy neighbors with too much time on their hands? Coach Turf talking about inept football in the 1940s and the expression on the numbers. Uh, anything else from that era? That's right. You know, good old Pockets Peterson give a lot to the history of football played here at NF Tech quarterback back in the late 1940s. And, you know, Pockets was a rather short little feller. And what we had to do in order for him to sit back there and throw the football and so give him enough time to pick out his receivers and hit him on the numbers is we had to tell our offensive linemen to kind of form a little protective shield around that feller. And we didn't want him getting hurt, you know, little and as, as he was. So what that turned out to be in the sports pages, fellers started to call that the pocket where he was throwing from. They named it after him and named it after the feller what played quarterback at Inept Tech football. And another expression coming uh, to us from Inept Tech football. Well, that's right, and that's not all. You know, I remember back in 1949, we was playing Cinema State and that famous trap door that they had back there, and he dropped back to pass once and fell through that trap door and all the way down to the ground. I remember one of our assistant coaches saying to me, Coach, that was a real deep drop. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Yes, it's a Wednesday. Good morning. I put on my winter coat this morning. Oh, well. Seventy-eight degrees outside right now. It's very sunny. They say it'll hit 90 today, and it may feel hotter than that. Uh, what else? So we've got a 50% chance of some showers and thunderstorms. Um, they they really don't mention like when those might occur, <laughs> but anyway, they they say uh, that could happen. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think they do that because they are so hit and miss at this time of the year with the heat and humidity. Yeah, it's hard to... Yeah, hard to pinpoint about when they will, but typically they've been hitting in the afternoon. Did did you go to tomorrow's forecast there on that paper you just had? No. Check that out with the, the heat that is in the forecast. Heat index value. Okay, well, first of all... The high near 95. 
heat index values as high as 102. Now, tomorrow they list... Um, let's see. Tomorrow they list um, chance of precipitation at 20%. Where today they say 50%. Oh, well. But 102. Now, that's heat index value. What's a heat index value? That is the combination of all the conditions, the the actual temperature and the humidity and the absorption of heat in the ground, I do believe. So I'm going to get an official definition of heat index for you. A measure indicating the level of discomfort the average person is thought to experience as a result of the combined effects of the temperatures and the humidity in the air. It combines air temperature and relative humidity in shaded areas to position a human-perceived equivalent temperature as how hot it would feel if the humidity were some other value in the shade. I lost you somewhere midway, but anyway. It combines air temperature and relative humidity. Okay. The um, it's going to be a hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know the the weather app I have on my phone. Yesterday I was looking at it in the afternoon, and the actual temperature was, I believe, eighty eight at the time, and the heat index reading was at one hundred. Really? Yeah. Yesterday afternoon. I don't think I have such an app. So, you anyway. should get that. It's it's pretty fairly accurate. No, mm-hmm. it is accurate. I find it the most accurate. Okay. Well, today is, um, let's see here, August 11th. That's right. August 11th it is. Today is National Sons and Daughters Day. I'll come back to that. National Raspberry Bomb or Bombay, B-O-M-B-E. That's just bomb, isn't it? Uh, Pronounced bomb. I would think so, yeah. Anyway, that's a desserty sort of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a tantalizing frozen dessert. Uh, that sounds good. It's Global Kinetic Sand Day. Okay. That's the sand that you use. Kids love this because, and parents love it too. It's actual sand, and you can form it, mold it into whatever shape you want. And it will stay in that shape, but it is uh, the type of sand that it won't stick to your skin, stick to your clothes because of the kinetics involved with that too. So, I mean, you can hold it in your hands and it won't fall apart. You can make, say, like a pancake. I don't know this stuff. I love it. I've never seen anything like (laughs) that. You should get some. Where do you get it? I suppose you could get it online. You can get anything online, it seems like, anymore. But I'm guessing, you know, at a uh, toy store, Toys R Us, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And finally, (laughs) National Presidential Joke Day. Okay, now, first of all, we should explain. We're not talking about presidents who we thought were a joke. Um, Although some people might. <laughs> uh, I hope not. Um, 
but rather jokes that a president may have told, that sort of thing. And I got wondering about that. So, I dug into it. Dig away. Let's see here. I only have a few here. Says presidents of countries just like the common man have a sense of humor too. And in in order to recognize this, the National Presidential Joke Day is celebrated every year in the United States on August eleventh. The first um, the, the day was first celebrated in nineteen eighty four. When President Ronald Reagan, during a sound check for his radio broadcast, joked, My fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you today I've signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. <laughs> we begin bombing in five minutes. Oh, oh, oh. Now, this recording was leaked to the general public. And, of course, critics blasted him for being, you know, unpresidential, right? Uh, even even if it was just in a moment of um, a sound check, you, you know, a lot of folks would say that's not. Well, anyway, the best way to celebrate the day is by sharing presidential missteps and jokes, and the following are some of them. Okay, so imagine a president saying, um, "I'll I'll do the quote first, then we'll tell you who it was and whatever," right? We're studying safe levels for arsenic in drinking water. To base our decision on sound science, the scientists told us we needed to test the water glasses of about 3,000 people. Thank you for participating. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this was George Bush. And he was speaking to the 2001 Radio Television Correspondents Association dinner. And in other words, what he was implying was they had selected that group to test this this theory on about safe drinking water and arsenic and all that. Okay, so maybe you had to be there to fully enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe most of these are going to be like that. I only have, I don't know, four or five. Okay, the next one. Many of you know that I got my name, Barack, from my father. What you may not know is Barack is actually Swahili for that one. And I got my middle name from somebody who obviously didn't think I'd ever run for president. Okay, now, do you know what his middle name was? Yes. Really? Hussein. Yes. I did not. (laughs) And I had to look it up. Very Muslim. And, you know, Saddam Hussein, of course. uh, Now, the name Hussein is normally a, a first or middle name, but in the case of Saddam Hussein, it was his last name, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Although he had a whole bunch of stuff after that. Ab- Al-Majid al-Tink 
need tea or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was not, um, you know, he was an Iraqi politician. Uh, let's see here. He was president of Iraq. Dictator. 79, 1979 to 2003, quite a while. And not particularly a good friend of the U.S., right? That is correct, <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, but the true meaning of Hussein, um, it simply can be the word good or handsome or beautiful. Oh, well. Interesting. Yeah. Well, here, here's another one from former President Obama. He quoted one time, There are few things in life harder to find and more important to keep than love. Well, love and a birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> John F. Kennedy now. I just received the following wire from my generous daddy. Dear Jack, don't buy a single more single vote more than is necessary. <laughs> I'll be damned if I'm going to pay for a landslide. <laughs> and, of course, there have been people back then who suggested that his father had bought the election, that sort of thing. Yeah. Jimmy Carter, my esteem in this country has gone up substantially. It is very nice now when people wave at me. They use all their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I had not read that one before. I, I imagine there probably are a few former presidents that could say that. Ronald Reagan again. Politics is supposed to be the second oldest profession. I have come to realize that it bears a very close resemblance to the first. <laughs> um, George Bush here. The candidates are an interesting group with diverse, diverse opinions for tax cuts and against them, for NAFTA and against NAFTA, for the Patriot and against the Patriot, in favor of liberating Iraq and opposed to it. And that's just one senator from Massachusetts. <laughs> <He's> <coughs> Remember John Kerry? Yeah. George Bush uh, was speaking of him during his uh, 2004 campaign against him. Okay, last one I've got here. Ronald Reagan again. Recession is when your neighbor loses his job. Depression is when you lose yours. And recovery is when Jimmy Carter loses his. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Here's one that... Presidential uh, joke. Dude. Yeah, here's one, another one from Reagan. I, this could apply to our current president as much as it's been talked about anyway. 
Reagan said, I have left orders to be awakened at any time in case of a national emergency, even if I'm in a cabinet meeting. (laughs) (laughs) I, um... I had a, um, a situation just recently, I would say within the last four months, where I was in a meeting and I did fall asleep. Was that the Zoom just, meeting? No. No, no, no this was, was in, in person. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I have no idea if anybody noticed it. Because it was, as as we said, with a group of people. And, um, but I, I, and I don't have an idea of how long I might have been. You know, like whether it was just a minute or two or ten. But I was, when I sort of came back to it. Thought, oh my goodness, what did I just do? <laughs> All right, Take here a, we go. A little, oh, a you little siesta. Else? Yeah, oh. here I I was just saying you got got in a little power nap, a little siesta there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, historical events. Uh, oftentimes we have things going way, way, way back in time, but the latest we have. Um, Farthest back we have today is 1945, not that long ago. Allies refused Japan's offer to surrender on the condition that Emperor Hirohito remains, uh, retains his status. 1954, the formal peace treaty ends over seven years of fighting in Indochina between, of course, the French and the communist uh, Viet Minh. 1988, Al-Qaeda formed at a meeting between Osama bin Laden, Ayman al-Zawahiri, and Dr. Fowle. That in uh, Pakistan. Basharwar, Pakistan. And the last one, 2003, NATO takes over command of the peacekeeping force in Afghanistan, making its first major operation outside Europe during its 54-year history at that time. Okay, famous birthdays. Uh, By the way, I guess you all figured out today's a free-for-all. So you're certainly welcome also to use our phones and give us a call about a question or whatever. Um, And that number is 592-6646. Put a 740 in front of it, please. So 740-592-6646. All right. We have four birthdays here uh, to mention. And um, golly, they're all males. Okay, and let's see here. Well, I'm ashamed to say I, there's a couple here I don't know. Okay, first is um, Chris Hemsworth. 
who is 38 years old today. He is an Australian actor. He first rose to prominence in Australia playing Kim Hyde in the Australian TV series Home and Away before beginning a film career in Hollywood. And some of his movies include Thor and uh, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder, and The Avengers. He was also in Mad Max, The Wasteland, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Star Trek Four. Out of the okay. 25 well, Star Trek series. I think there was one in there I might have seen a bit of. Most of those weren't my style. Anyway, Hulk Hogan. I know him. Today's his 68th birthday. Um, now, I, I hope I... Christian... Eichmann, maybe? E-I-J-K-M-A-N. Now, this is, um, uh, this is not a birthday for them. This was, well, it would have been, but, I mean, he's not alive anymore. He was born in 1858, died in 1930. He was a Dutch physician and professor of physiology whose demonstration that beriberi is caused by poor diet led to the discovery of antineuretic vitamins. Together with Sir Frederick Hopkins, he received the Nobel Prize for Physiology or Medicine in 1929 for the discovery of vitamins. You take vitamins? Yes. I do too. Okay, and the last person to mention today, again living, uh, is Joe Rogan. And uh, while both the the first guy we mentioned, who was the actor, and Joe Rogan's faces look slightly familiar, um, I I can't place him professionally, but today's his 54th birthday. He is an American comedian, Comedian. podcaster, UFC color commentator, also former actor and TV presenter. He began his career in comedy in August 1988. In the Boston area. Ha, 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 ha. Comedy. There you go. <laughs> and um, let's see here. We have two um, two famous deaths. One somewhat recent, Robin Williams. Born oh in 1951, my. died in 2014. He was one of the funniest comedians I have ever, ever seen. Such a quick wit. And, and this, uh, I'm sorry. He he always said that he grew up admiring Jonathan Winters. Oh, well. And that's where he got a lot of his disposition from when he would perform. Of course, you, you remember Jonathan Winters and his quick wit. And I did a show with him once. <laughs> that had to be, as we say, a hoot. <laughs> um, and it was part of Kenley Players. And, um, yes, it was a hoot. He used to have Johnny Carson in tears oh, on the I Johnny rem- Carson show. I remember, show. I remember. And when Robin Williams and Jonathan Winters were both on Johnny Carson. He lost control. Oh, yeah. I, I think he almost fell out of his chair a couple times. It was so funny. 
This next uh, famous death is that of Andrew Carnegie, who was born in 1835 and died in 1919. Now, very familiar name, but let's see. Well, we know everything that you have to say. Yes, the uh, Carnegie family uh, obviously is where he was from, a Scottish-American industrialist and philanthropist. Uh, Carnegie led the expansion of the American steel industry in the late 19th century and became one of the richest Americans in history. He became a leading philanthropist in the U.S. and in the British Empire. Andrew Carnegie. Place of burial, I just noticed this. Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. What state would that be? Uh, I think somewhere in the UK, I I believe, okay. in uh, Lennox. So, overseas. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I just seem to remember that. Is there a movie called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Uh, yes, I think there is. Kind of a horror flick. All right, now here's a story that's um, well, the whole concept is troubling. Uh, this is a report entitled 2021's States with the Most Underprivileged Children. And um, I just, you know, the whole thought of children being underprivileged is concerning to me. It's heartbreaking. That's even a better term. Um, let's see here. Let me read a couple paragraphs. In an ideal world, all children would live worry-free and have access to their basic needs. Nutritious food, good education, quality health care, and a secure home. Emotionally, they would all feel safe and be loved and supported by caring adults. When all such needs are met, children have a better chance of a stable and happy adult life. But... In reality, not every child is so privileged. Even in, even in the richest nation in the world. I'm going to be taking this aside here for a minute. I assume they're referring to the U.S. Let's keep going. Plus, conditions are even harder for underprivileged children this year due to the financial hardships caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, in the United States, nearly one in seven children live in poverty. And according to the Children's Defense Fund, a child is abused or neglected every 47 seconds and in the total costs of maltreatment per year reach 80.3 billion dollars 
some states address the problems of underprivileged children better than others to determine where children are most disadvantaged wallet hub compared the 50 states and the district of columbia across 27 key indicators of neediness our data set ranges from share of children in households with below poverty income to the child food insecurity rate to the share of maltreated children. Okay. So first, let me just do a little bit on the general report. 51 places. 50 states plus the District of Columbia listed. Um, let me just tell you right off the bat. Ohio came in 17th. Um, wow. I, um, that's, that's disappointing. But let's talk about who was before us. The worst, Mississippi. Second, Alaska. Third, West Virginia. Fourth, New Mexico. Fifth, Louisiana. Sixth, Oklahoma. Seventh, the District of Columbia. Eighth, Arizona. Ninth, Arkansas. Tenth, Kentucky. 11th, Nevada, 12th, Montana, 13th, Alabama, 14th, South Carolina, 15th, Missouri, 16th, Wyoming, <laughs> and then Ohio comes in 17th. So I'm not going to read every state, of course. But let's go to the other end. Who is doing the best job? The absolute best by these kind of studies? New Jersey. I thought that was... I, I, I didn't expect that. Interesting. Next <clears throat> to best, New Hampshire. Then Utah, Connecticut. Virginia is 47th, Minnesota 46th, Maryland 45th. Okay, let me just pull out a couple that, you know, have been important to me. So, kind of in the middle of the pack. Um, states that have meant a lot to me. Okay, so that's, that's uh, Maine, 26th, Hawaii, 27th, California, 28th, New York, 29th, and we'll skip down to Vermont, 35th. Okay, but, okay, this early in just a little bit more. I'll put that report aside. So what did this report also find? Let's just talk about the welfare of children in Ohio, okay? 
17% of children in households with below poverty income. 17. Twenty-fourth. Now, again, we're talking about of all the states. Twenty-fourth in percent of maltreated children. Fifteenth in child food insecurity rate. I, I, this one I'm not real sure about. 27th in percentage of uninsured children. Are they talking about health care? I would think so, yes. Okay. 10th in infant mortality rate. Four more to go here. 24th in percentage of children in foster care. see, 12th in percentage of children in single-parent families. 25th in child and youth homeless rate. And 30th in states that are recovering the quickest from COVID-19 score. Kind of interesting stuff, don't you think? Yes. Kind of. I would. I, I'm a little disappointed in much of that. Yeah, it kind of raises a few eyebrows there. Yeah. Let's go to. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I had uh, grabbed the line here fast enough. Uh, we had a caller a moment ago, and I, I had to make them wait a little while while I finished this uh, one particular story. But uh, anyway. Try to keep our eyes peeled this time. Um, so speaking of COVID, I guess we could just do a little bit on this. We sure get enough of it on the national news, CBS, and all the other programs too. Uh, but yes. we do, we do have a caller here. Let me um, let me bring them on board. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hi. Good morning. Um, you know your voice is so. Happy. <laughs> well, that's because I am happy. I think it's a terrific attribute. Oh, thank you. What's up? The legend of Sleepy Hollow is the story of Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. And it was not written as a horror flick either. Okay. I know you've heard of them. Ichabod and the Headless Horseman. Right, right. Yeah. That's what that was all about. So, Sleepy Hollow was... In New York. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. I love that story. Yeah. Well, how are you going to stay comfortable today? Well, without air conditioning, I'm not sure. Do you really not have air? No, the whole system went dead, and I don't have heat or air. Oh, my. Oh, wow. I think I might find them a handy store to go right through. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. Well. Anyway, you guys have a great day. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Bye. Stay cool. Oh yeah. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Um. So, uh, COVID statistics. 
Um, by the way, I found a new report. I was from the CDC, a new report site, you know, on on the internet. And I just discovered it yesterday. But I've been using four different sites to compile my information. Uh, all are from um, very official sources. But um, anyway, this other site was interesting to look at. Okay, here we go. Athens County. Um, bum, bum, 378, 333. So I guess about 55 people yesterday got vaccinated. We're now up to 28,378 people in our county that have been vaccinated. That is 43.4% of our county. I'll leave it at that. We have had um, four new cases in the last, uh, well, as again, as of 2 o'clock yesterday, in 24 hours before that, four new cases, bringing the total to 5,325 cases since it all began. 5,201 have recovered. Um, We've had 60 deaths. That has not changed in quite some time in our county. Um, so, statewide, we just crossed over the 50% mark in vaccinations, 50.17%. When It looks to me like about 12,000 people in Ohio got their vaccination yesterday. What is 50% of our county, uh, of our state, I'm sorry, 5,813,529 people have been vaccinated. Um, There were a couple days where we had no deaths in the state, but yesterday, 24. Now, four days ago, or is it five? Four days ago, I guess we had 36 deaths. I know that all these counties are trying very hard to report them on time and everything, but I just can't help but think that there's a little delay around the weekends. That is very possible. So um, you may have a larger number than... Uh, that shows up on Monday and Tuesday uh, from some counties that, well, anyway, you, you, I, I think you get my idea. So let me, let me go on here. Okay, so right now in um, the state of Ohio, we have had a total of 
145,925 cases. That's 9.8% of our population has had it. Um, right now, 49,343 are active cases. That's 4.3% of our state's population, active cases. We have, um, let's see, 8 and 4 to 62. We have about 63,000. Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Anyway, um, I wonder if I forgot to update that figure. Okay, because the day before, we had 53,169 cases. And then yesterday it says 49,000. I think I failed to update a figure. Forgive me. Okay. Uh, bright news. Okay. Recoveries. So 1,096,582 have recovered in the state of Ohio from COVID. Okay. Let me... Mark this one figure and check it this afternoon. Okay. Worldwide, uh, 15, so this is fully vaccinated folks, right? 15.6% of the world has been vaccinated. Uh, in the United States, 49.8%. Not bad. Not bad. And by the, by the way, I'm talking about fully vaccinated. So if it's the, the two-shot business, they have that include, they must have had the second as well. Okay. Um, deaths in the U.S. yesterday, 606, 664. There we go. 664. Um, active cases, 6,223,914. That's... Of so sixteen point nine percent of everybody that's had it is active. We've had twenty nine million nine hundred and thirty one thousand seven hundred even recovered in the US. All right. Well, I, I we got five minutes left. Um, 
So, I guess we got time to mention the name Cuomo. Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> Thank you. Sneaked up on me. Yeah. That happens to me once in a while, too. Governor Andrew Cuomo yesterday announced his resignation, which will occur in 14 days. Well, I guess 13 now. And the, um, what is the title of the woman who, is she the, uh, let's see here. She's going to take his place. Is what I'm, Lynn's, let's see here. The lieutenant governor. Yes, thank you. Whose name is? Uh, let's see. We'll find out. This is a lengthy story I'm reading through quickly as I can. Her name is Kathy Hochul. Yeah. Hochul. H-O-C-H-U-L. So this is... Um, when I'm short on time, I don't do as well as when I can... Anyway. She will be the 57th governor of New York on August 24th, making her the first female governor of the state. Um, here's a, a thing I printed off, and then here's a place where I could have brought her background in, but I didn't do it today. Maybe, maybe I'll have the chance to do it tomorrow. Um... Okay. See, the Senate, the U.S. Senate, passed President's, uh, President Biden's $1 trillion infrastructure bill. By the way, it included 19 Republicans who voted in favor of it. It now heads to the House. Um, they also approved a $3.5 trillion budget plan. They did that more along party lines. But um, the three things that are mentioned here that are um, in that bill particularly are climate, education, and health. See here, the virus. This is uh, Rand Paul, senator, right? YouTube suspended him. And Twitter suspended Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Why? Because they were spreading misinformation about the virus, they say. 
Oregon's restoring a statewide mask mandate. We're hearing a lot of rumblings about that everywhere, for that matter. Germany has chosen uh, to stop offering free COVID tests to adults who choose not to get vaccinated. That's interesting. I think they are hoping that'll be an incentive. Well, I guess that should wrap it up for today. Folks, we want you to um, please stay safe and comfortable out there as best you can. Again, there's a percentage of a storm today. Um, but it's going to hit 90 or better as far as temperature. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Evans. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The CDC says the pace of first COVID vaccination doses is nearly double what it was just a month ago. But as Delta-fueled COVID cases surge, a new study finds those shots could lose effectiveness. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. Research out of Utah is concerning because it shows vaccine effectiveness dropping to 83% with the Delta variant. It also finds more breakthrough cases among the vaccinated. Those cases started occurring much faster than before because of this new variant. The study has not yet been peer-reviewed. About those breakthrough cases, CBS's Dr. David Aga says you could be infected and not know it. The bottom line is 75 to 85 percent of people who are exposed to COVID after a, a, a double vaccination or full vaccination with J&J will not be symptomatic. People in Northern California who've lost their homes to a raging wildfire are seeking shelter wherever they can find it. Parking lots, tents, trailers. Jim Kane is from Greenville, gutted by the flames of the Dixie Fire. 